0: Morning everybody back to Sunday Q&A on a Sunday where it's supposed to be yeah I didn't go mad this weekend um, it was a wife's birthday on Friday so I had a job on I had a good job actually I had to pick up um, 6,000 jumpers from my old days of a market trader and cleared out a factory I had to drop some joinery on Brighton on Friday morning and then from Worthing back to base um that was a heavy van I won't do that again uh, but I I cleared out a factory and I sold them to a friend of mine, and so that's to be good. So then I've had the weekend off. Uh, we had me with the family on um, Friday night, and uh, you know, put around today, Sunday. Anyway, enough about my life. Let's talk about yours. Van security is the main thing this week. Um, Paddy McGear says uh, he recommends the Auto Watch Ghost Mobilizer supposed to be very good. I haven't got a clue what it is, but there you go. Um, and also he did make it at the point, probably lucky I didn't lock the van. You're right, you can do more damage. It's a pain, you know, I've had it before whether you come back and if they want to get in, they'll get in, they'll smash the window. So, like, oh great, so to, or they've um, got a crowbar and they've bent the door out to try to get in. And then they've done more damage to the van to the door to the, you know, to the cab and all that, then they would have done if you had just left it open and they'd have nicked the phone and bug it off. But that's not an excuse, is it really? That's not what we want to do here. Um, basically, you want to find ways to stop them get in the van. Uh, John Massing says, go to YouTube for uh, changing the pump to a dud fuel, uh, for dud fuels on the fuel pump or something like that. I think there's probably lots of things on YouTube that you, that you, that you can type in that will show YouTube's wonderful. I'm on YouTube. But other than that YouTube's wonderful. Um and yeah, there's lots of things you can probably look about security. But there's other things. I mean, the dub fuse thing is one. Um um, RK says, he says, don't put a GB sticker on the back because it makes them think that you're a tradesman with like tools in the back of your van so you become a target. But he also says about the secret switch to a fuel pump or a mobiliser. Now, I've had these, oh, and also he thinks and deadlocks make them think twice. Now, this kind of reminded me, I've had a couple in the day. I've had a switch that they've fitted underneath the, this one I only saw the truck, I had a switch fitted underneath the dashboard and basically it just cuts all the power to the fuel pump or something like that, I think he does. And so you'd go in there and you'd just flick the switch and you'd have to know it was. It just wouldn't start without it. I've also had with the truck. We had like an immobilizer key, and they ran it's this great big plastic thing, and it runs from the battery to um, to the van. And it was a red key with a little, and you just put the key in and turn it, and that would make the connection. And then suddenly the truck would work. Um, only problem with that can be that you lose all your radio presets. It used to be back in the day. I don't know if it is anymore. But there's lots of things you can do. And on top of you know, the immobilizer switch is a good one to have if you put it in a little place where no one's going to see it. Maybe at the dashboard or, you know, somewhere where you know it is and it won't, won't work. You've got a mechanic who, who's kind of semi-proficient, it probably won't cost you a fortune. That could be a good way forward, too. So, anyway, there we go on band security. What else have we got? Uh, yeah, some general questions. Uh, Liam and Harris and John Bretney said: Can I explain the CX costs? The truth of the matter is they vary. I mean, um, one guy turned around and he said he just got 750 for 13 months. Is that good? I would say that's very good, I think. Um, you know, sometimes if you, if you buy 12 months, they'll give you the 13 months for free. Sometimes they're having deals. Um, I think you've got to pay a minimum of six months up front. Uh, but the best thing to do is to ring them the ring and to ring them, you just talk to them. Um, or you can do that bit where I say about joining the CX and click. If you click the link, register your interest. If you do join, I'll get a drink out of it. But Or just ring them. Ring Will. Ring anybody who's there. They're, they're more than happy to help. Ask them through. Ask, to, have you got any deals on at the moment? They'll say yes or no. And you can choose. But, yeah, the the, the, the costs tend to vary. I think it's kind of around about 600 quid for the first six months. Or it might be like 900 if you... Um, if you join for the year, I think, I'm not sure. You'd have to ring them, ring them, talk to them. you got the numbers on the video. Um. And that's for the owner driver and that's the one you need and that'll get you the app on your phone Which will get you the load alerts and then you can just get in the van and you can start running and that's how I started Afterwards, After that you can go into um, Enterprise Plus, Enterprise rather, which means I think you can run up to 10 vans That's slightly dearer and then you get Enterprise Plus which is what we're on which means you can run up to 50 vans And that's dearer again um, Again, the price is, I'm not quite sure, I think we paid, I can't remember what we paid, we paid a little while back and hopefully soon we'll go on a monthly, but you can do that after a while. The thing, I don't know is the truth of the matter, is I started a while ago, it was cheap when I joined, and then slowly but surely it's evolved, but I think to start up it's about £600, including the VAT for the first six months, but they do do deals, so I ring them and talk to them. Um... Yeah, quoting. Oh, right, there we go. Yeah, a couple of. Um, oh, by the way, Ian the Shipper, thanks very much for your comment about you know percentages of running people on the CX. The truth of the matter is, running people on the CX. Would so you say if you want to run someone to charge a percentage, it's kind of like buying wholesale and then trying to sell wholesale. You really need end users. If you can get end users, you can make them. You've got the margin that you need to run your guys. So yeah, I agree. You agreed with me on that one, which is nice because he's the oracle and I'm just um, new idiot spouting nonsense. Uh, what else we got um, quoting on getting jobs yeah a couple of guys guy found me during the week and someone else left a message and he says um, they've been quoting not getting jobs getting jobs too cheaply the problem is different people pay different rates and it also depends on how close you are and it gets tricky because you, you start you start to get spirited you, you bid on a few jobs and they go I'll let you know if you're successful and they don't ring and then so like on the fifth one you think I'm going to go cheap to get it and the guy goes I'll send it over to you now and you think Could have got more on that. What I would recommend if you're new to it, maybe start bidding a bit cheaper, 50p on a small van, maybe uh, 90p on a a, a, a Luton or on on an extra long wheelbase, but don't do it forever. Because you can't run on these fees forever. You won't make any money. You, you Eventually, you're going to need to pay for the van. The, the, the prices I, you know, 65p for a small van, a, a, pound, a pound for an extra long wheelbase, 110 for a Luton, £60, £70, £70 minimum for a Luton job are about right. That's kind of what you need to be doing if you want to keep going. Um, but sometimes when it starts, you just want to get out. So maybe a bit, a bit cheaper, just for the first... Um, first few jobs, just so that you don't sit there getting dispirited. So they send the jobs through, give you an idea of how it's working, get yourself running, and then slowly but surely clock your prices up. You'll find, you'll find a place, like, you know. Um, I just don't want anyone to get dispirited just sitting there going, oh, I'm not getting any work. So maybe bid a bit cheaper in the beginning, but only in the beginning. Because if you keep bidding those kind of prices, eventually, you you ain't going to make no money. Need, there's a charge you kind of need to do, you know, to cover your wear and tear, to cover your fuel, to cover your tax, to cover your, you know your bills at home. You know, they're not, and the shippers know that. It's about right, I think. But good luck, guys. Anyway, um, Mark Loughlin, he wrote me. Um, yeah, he said it's a weird one. This he picked up twice, and the shipper was unhappy. He picked up early twice, and the shipper was unhappy. And I went, I've never heard that before surely, you know, it's like, well, if you get there early, and you get it, as long as they're happy, so it's ready to go, and you get to your delivery point early, I've ne- a parcel has never turned up for me at home and gone, oh, no, I was hoping, you know, I was expecting this on Friday, it's come on Tuesday, I'm gutted. I said, also, if you pick up early, um, you know, you're going to, be. if you had a puncture, you're still going to be there on time. If there's traffic, so the way falls over, you're still going to be there on time, But you picked up early. The only thing he did make a point, which could be the case, is the fact that, if they turn around and said the driver is, if the shipper turns around and says the driver is like an hour away, so we're going to have to charge you for, the, for getting the driver there and then, then for driving, so that the shipper might turn around to the customer and say, well, it's going to cost this much because it's going to, you know, say I'm in Norwich and I've got to send a van in and it's going, to, it's going to be an hour to send the van and they go, fair enough. And then two minutes later, the geezer rings the door, button and goes, I'm here. Then the customer's going to go, hold on. You're charging me an hour to send the van here and the van's sitting here already. What's going on? That's the only thing I can think of. But normally picking up early is a wonderful thing. I pick up early. I've I've had jobs before where I've booked something like nine o'clock in the morning. I've turned up at seven on the off chance, got it off and got it off by nine, got it on and got it off by nine o'clock in the morning, which is great because you've got one about before you started. So there we go. Um, James Rowan, is there a CX for car transporters? Not that I know of. Oh, that reminds me of something I had to do. Um, yeah, is there a CX for car transporters? No, not that I know I've got car transporter The jobs do come up. So, there we go. Hold on a second. Yeah, that was it. Sorry, James. Um, he asked me the questions last week and I missed these questions. I meant to do these at the beginning of the video and I forgot, good enough. So yes, is there a CX for car transporters? No, car transporting jobs do come up very rarely. Maybe one in a hundred. So they do come up, but not really. And he said, should bigger companies be capped to five vans? Well, that's not the way they work. Because, like I say, they've got the um, the Enterprise Plus thing, which means if you are a courier firm with a fleet, the CX is a very good platform for controlling your vans because you can see where they are, wh- how far away they are from up. The customer rings up, you can tell them. You can track when they're picked up, when they've loaded, when they've unloaded. And this is not just jobs that you buy off the CX. If you get your own jobs, you can put them across to your drivers and you can track them all the way. It's kind of... It's designed, if you want to be one man with a van, it works. If you want to be... A, a an office block with 500 vans, it also can still well 50 vans at least, it can still work. So it's, they, they, they're not geared up that way. They're geared up for the one man band. They're also geared up for the firm, which is kind of what we're in the process of doing right now. Still working at it. Um, Adrian Volentiery, something like that. Sorry, terrible. Uh, any tips for companies outside the UK? I don't know. I keep saying this. I'm, I'm sort of. I've only been doing it about 18 months myself. I haven't even been outside the UK. I've been to Scotland, I've been to Wales, I've never been to Ireland. I haven't even got a ferry yet. So, nearly got the Woolwich Ferry once, but then the taxi driver said, no, you're better off going for the Backward Tunnel. Take your ages to get on the Woolwich Ferry. Um, so, no, sorry, mate. If anyone else is out there, who obviously knows far more than me, has got any advice for people outside the UK, please stick it in the comments. I'll gladly pass it on. Um, MB, how much should you charge per mile for seven and a half tonne? Normally around 240 a mile. 240, 250 mile, which is kind of nice. The bigger the vehicle, the more you can get. And if I still had my operator's license, I'd probably be driving a seven and a half ton right now. I liked my truck. It was fun it was, and people stopped and gave way to you, and you're higher up, and you can see the road ahead, and it wasn't that much more difficult than it is driving a moving van, you're shrinking really quickly, but, uh, yeah, I would say about 240 mile is about, you know, again, you might want to go cheaper if you're going home, you might want to go cheaper if you're near the job, you might get a bit dearer, if it happens, you'd be the right man, right place, but I'd say ballpark figure about 240 mile, I think. Um, Yorkshireman's Daily Grind, yeah, he said about the overloading thing, because you can be, and my mate Ken, um, he, he said to me about this before as well. I've got a ring, I haven't spoken to him for ages. Um, you can be inside your laden weight, but still overloaded because you've got a weight per axle. So say, for example, your van can carry three and a half ton loaded. And say, for example, your van weighs two and a half ton. So you can put a ton on your van. But if that pallet is a ton and you put it right to the bulkhead, you can still be over. Because it would be, it's more like it might be three and a half ton. But when they put you on two and a half ton on the back axle and one ton on the front axle, so if you put the pallet right at the front, you're over, you're over your front axle weight. The problem is also with this: if you put the pallet at the front, it can't slide. So if there's an accident, if I was to pull you out if there's an accident, why is pallet at the front? Because if someone hits me up the arse. It's you know it's kind of I think you can secure it to the front easier. So really, what you need to do is you need to put it over the back axle, but you need to strap it in. That's two or three, you know, two three straps over the back. That way, if someone slams into the back of you, the punnet's not gonna slide right away front and through it to kill you. If someone if you crash into the back of someone else, it's not gonna ping out the back and land on someone else. But you've got to be wise about it. I I tend to put my punnets right to the front for that reason for safety. If they're raving, raving heavy, I leave them on the back because it's easier to get off on and off with a fork truck. Just make sure you get a load of straps on it so it can't move. Um what else we got John Ramsey. What to write on paper? PODs you want five things you want the date, you want where it's coming from, the address is coming from, and the postcode, the address is going to, and the postcode. A brief description of what it is one pallet, four boxes, a roll of carpet, and you need most importantly the name and the signature of the person that's received it, and then you. Scan that POD onto the, um, onto the system, get the digital signature and then send that POD in the post. I used to print mine off as hard copies. We don't do that anymore because if you've got the scan on the system, if someone says I haven't received the POD, you can print the scan off. It's the same as scanning it's the same as photocopying or the PODs, a scan is like, the co- as long as it's on the computer, as long as the computer don't crash, it's the same thing. Saves so a load of paper, it's good for the environment. I'm a big fan of this, I'm Chris Packham and David Attenborough. I've got rid of me plastic bottles and got one in practice, water jugs. You know, gotta laugh, do for the kids. Uh, what else we got? I'm nearly over, guys. Uh, Martin Bates, oh yeah, what to do if a customer sees trading? Hope that he doesn't owe you that much money. If they go down, sometimes you get something through the post that will say they've ceased trading and you can put in a petition for your dough. But you can guarantee, you know, there's going to be people in the front of the line for you. The, the HMRC is going to be in front of you. The tax man, the VAT man is going to be in front of you. And if there's anything left by the time that you might get some money through the post, but I dare say the amount of money that they owe you for the amount of effort you're going to have to put in to chase it and the percentage you're going to get at the end. Um, don't put all your eggs in one basket, in short, or if you put all your eggs in one basket, watch that basket. Sorry, mate, I hope I didn't know you too much though. Uh Craig Bonzer, yeah, this is kind of it. <laughs> he agrees with me, he said, take time out. It's not all about chasing jobs. Sometimes you can actually go, do you know what? That's a lovely view. When I come back, when well, I had to pick them jumpers up, I come back from Worthing. And there's a little road. I don't know where it is. Some of you guys might have done it. And it connects Worthing when you're heading back towards the 25. And it's this most beautiful view. And it's covered in green fields. And there's this tiny little castle, which is a house. Tiny, it's like a turret and a bit next door. And it's just surrounded by... And you get no mobile signal there whatsoever. And it is the most beautiful view. And sometimes I think, oh, it's wonderful. As you drive back, thinking, well, let's get back. look get these jumpers off. You know, sort of... Um, Hey Barton <laughs> I said about going to Liverpool he said he was delivering to the Albert Dock Deliver the Albert Dock had a nice night in Liverpool that's the one I want to do that one you know like the the Mersey and the Liver Building and all that I was watching the Liver Birds as a kid was that never shoes wasn't it she's got it twice in videos lately. Um but it was oh it's iconic and I've never done it I've done it in London I'm all over London I was doing the knowledge I'm everywhere Hodges Cat Stomping the Tank I know where they are but never done the Liver Building You know, I've done the Forth Bridge when we went to Edinburgh, and you know, Brighton Pavilion. You know, there is some lovely places out there to see, but I've never done a live building. So one day, one day, Uh, yeah. There is our cases joining the CX is is like a pay tour in the country, so you get to drive all the way around and sitting there thinking, this is where I want to retire. Um, At the moment, Hovey's looking good. It's kind of like London by the sea, isn't it? And it's very, very cosmopolitan. Very cosmopolitan place, full of very strange people in unusual clothes and hats. I think I'd fit right in. That's it. It's only Q&A. hope you're all well. It's getting colder. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, so um, make the most of it. They're all going to be wanting their um, presents out and delivered, and, and we're the guys to do it, and in the process of doing it, take care, take money. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.